Hello and welcome to the Whole In My Heart podcast. It's episode 53, Saying Yes. Saying yes. We are saying yes today to you all as listeners, and we are so excited for our guests today. But first of all, who is talking to you? My name is Lori Krieg, and I'm, I don't know if I'm the boss of this ship. I'm... I'm the... You're the captain. The captain, (laughs) thank you. Uh, But I just have a lot of fun here, and I'm here with my husband, Matt. Hello. And producer, Steve. And namaste. Namaste. You were saying that. Did I do that right? Did you do it okay? Because (laughs) we have two guests with us today, Tom and Dana Mulhagen. Welcome. Hello. It's good to be here. How you doing? I'm doing (laughs) well. And Tom, we've known each other for a good decade more. Yeah, it's about... 13, 14 years, about 10 to 2006. Yeah, 2006 or so. And I came back from uh, studying abroad at Oxford University and I was super depressed. And then I met this Indian guy who was hilarious and had a big heart for people. And then uh, we, I don't know, just had a great friend group. Well, you came back from Europe and be down. You're like uh, spiritually just wore out. Like, yeah. uh, like you need somebody to hug you and just be friends and you you become lonely there even though all the people but you just you're hungry for the god and it's just a fellowship and you, you didn't find that there i know i did actually empty. have some good friends out there i just was so depressed i couldn't even hear them anyway i loved meeting you and dana came along a few years later and loved meeting you as well so welcome thank to both you. of you thank you it's good to be here oh, one of the other things like we become friends and at the same time i got run over by a bus and motorcycle oh, yeah. in india <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm laying down and you send me an ipad with the videos and pictures oh. and all the uh, stories and even yeah. les miserables and all the other oh. recording all the, that was uh, i'm laying down and just looking at the staring at the ceiling just makes me just remember you guys just uh been my friends Hmm. thanks tom so to to give us a little backstory to that so after we met we went to the same church so uh crossroads bible church here in grand rapids and we became friends with a group of friends and then tom uh started doing some work over in india to go and love people there and serve orphans and um then you got hit by a bus and i felt horrible as your friend and so i sent you this ipad which is like i wish i could have sent you a billion dollars or what's the currency in india i don't even rupees know. rupees there you go a billion is that even a lot how much yeah no. i mean a billion it is a lot it's, but it's not a lot it's just, you know? it's just 60 times less than when 60 <laughs> times okay less. oh now it's just 72 yeah so oh. oh there you go yeah. well tom and dana you guys have been married how many years Eight years. Uh, eight if, years. Yeah, if anybody needs any marriage counseling, we're experts. Eight, come, eight come. years is the year when it just hits the fan, <laughs> we are knowing and yeah, seeing. And we, have a like. three, and we have five wonderful kids. Five wonderful kids, and their ages are? Twins, uh, boys, uh, they're 13. They're teenagers, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old, and an eight-month-old. Oh, so you guys are bored <laughs> all the when time. I'm hearing, I'm all the time. Nothing, yeah. nothing exciting in our life. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to dive in with you guys before we get into your story. And you're saying yes to uh, just go serve and love people. Uh, we're going to get into our question of the week, which has nothing really to do with India, except maybe. I don't know. Uh, but would you rather prefer, do you prefer talking with service people at the airport, at restaurants, banks, grocery stores, or do you prefer interacting with robots and machines? Like when you go to the airport, are you like, hey, a machine all day, or are you like person or the grocery store? 
What do you guys think? We'll, we'll start with Tom and Dana and we'll move to Steve and Matt. See, I'm a people person. Yeah. I hate I, machines. Shocking. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. people, machines, I don't get them. And they're, I can't, they're not personal. Yeah. I'm a, uh, I'd rather hang out with people. That yeah. gives me more energy when I see people and all that and makes me happy. But machines? Yeah. When we look for up me, extrovert, I, that's you. Yes. Go ahead. That is Dana. <laughs> Thomas. I, for me, it's kind of like, I kind of depend on, is there a, you know, is there a line at one place versus the other? What's yeah. going to be faster? I'm going to look a little bit more at efficiency. Um, I prefer overall working with people, but if the machine doesn't have a line at it, I'll go right there and be excited to get my stuff done. Oh, that so. makes sense. <laughs> oh, yeah. How about Steve, Matt, and, and what did you see from the listeners' responses? Uh, I liked what uh, Adrian said. It all depends on the quality of the customer service. If they have good customer service skills, then I'd much rather be talking to an actual person. Yeah. And that makes sense. I like that. It's concise. He knows yeah. what he likes. Um, I kind of mm, sort of similar. I'm like, does the person seem to be efficient? Yeah. And does the person not talk a lot? Because yeah. then I go that route. Just because, uh, like you said, Dana, it's mm -hmm. like I want to get in the faster moving Line. I, when you originally asked this question, I was imagining like a future, like I, a statistic I read where by 2025, we're going to have like, f I don't know, 50% more robots doing jobs. Oh, man. So I was imagining an actual robot. Oh, you know, not like, yet. A Zumba. Who's, no, who's, not Zumba. Like, a Zumba, the dance <laughs> fitness phrase. A Roomba. So Roomba. Roomba. <laughs> yeah, like a Zumba instructor. They're all robots. are lo losing jobs, jo you know, customer right. service and all that. More robots than what Americans going to really going to do. If everybody's uh, got to go into video like games. robot repair school. Yeah. That's what we'll have to <laughs> yeah. do. But yeah, I was imagining like a waitress who's a robot. And hmm. I think that... Like from the know. Jetsons. Yes. That style. Like my flesh would come forth and I would start messing with the robot, saying things that I can't say to a human. I can't like get away with that. So I don't think that would be good. <laughs> I got it. So something inside you come out when yes. you see yeah. the robot. It's in nature and all that. Right, right. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Um, I think it depends on the situation. So if I'm, if I'm with the girls, like today I took the girls to the grocery store and I go to the self-checkout because then they can hand me oh, and yeah. they can like help try and scan stuff and that keeps them entertained i don't really care about the the speed that it happens as long as the girls aren't screaming but if i have a lot of stuff i would much rather go to a person because i don't want to have to deal with all the the self-bagging exactly. and stuff like Isn't that, that nice? it's, it is. it's just easier is that what your the response I mean, you appreciated yeah there is a lot of mixed response as far as some people love robots some people love people <laughs> depends if you're an introvert or an extrovert it seems like and i got it well, I appreciated this from Stephanie, who said, I'm an introvert, so it feels exhausting to talk to people if I don't have to. But I all, uh, I was also a cashier once upon a time, and it's depressing to know just how many rude, crabby, unfriendly people, service people have to deal with each day. So I do go out of my way to interact with people in a pleasant way in hopes of making their day a little bit better. When I feel like full of the spirit and in a good heart space, then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go and love someone, and I'm not going to be impatient. And inevitably, I pick the slowest person. And so God's like, joke's on you. You get to learn patience, Lori. <laughs> thought you'd be all amazing and help people. So I tend to go robotic, but I, I don't know. If I'm in a good heart space, it's good. Okay. Time for Island. For those of you who first 
are listening to this show for the first time, welcome. Yes, I've heard this show described as quote unquote zany. It is mm. zany. <laughs> so deep. Uh, but the reason that we have this goofball island portion is so that we can intentionally infuse fun. Uh, when we talk about matters of the heart, when we talk about the gospel, and when we talk about specifically even sexuality and gender, which is what a lot, a lot of our conversations circle around, it can be very, very serious. And so we intentionally schedule fun. I.E. right now. <laughs> and we got another Lori secret game, which actually was another Matt idea. I just steal all your ideas. Uh-oh. So <laughs> this is Were you, you aware that this idea had been stolen from you? No. He doesn't know of any idea. I just like sitting right in this moment for as long as I can, but we have to move the show along. Okay. <laughs> the game is called, wait, vehicle is a church van. I don't know if a church van oh, sounds a church different. Van, fifteen passenger. <laughs> yeah, that was short the bus. fifteen <laughs> passenger van, which is what my huge family with eleven mm. siblings oh, drove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned how to drive on one of those, so it's not a church <laughs> van; it's a family van. <laughs> church <laughs> family, is a family right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're, we're friends. Okay, so the game is called Church Bar or Financial Institution. So I'm going to tell you the name of this place and you tell me is it a church a bar or a financial institution or one of the two or all three okay we're gonna start with tom and dana you're on a team this is called elevation church bar or financial institution i would say a church and a bar (laughs) that is a good guess it is all three. <laughs> Stephen so cool. Furtick's okay. church. Actually, he's a pastor speaker. Uh, it's a club in Grand Rapids, Michigan, part of the Intersection Elevation Club. Dude, we, we should go to that. That's a whole other life that we once lived, isn't it? Anyway, and then also, I, am I breaking out in hives? Anyone else sweating? No? Okay. Uh, also, Let's I'll, see that again. <laughs> let's roll that back. Also, Elevation Financial in Winter Park, Florida. So thanks, Google. And thank wow. you. You guys got, <laughs> we'll say you got two points. Okay. Okay. Was three possible. <laughs> were three possible. Okay, Matt, okay. local. Church, bar, financial institution. Local. Um, I'm going to say church and bar. You are right, Matt. You are the winningest wow. winner at this game. He is. In, in all our games. Okay, it's my friend Torin Scott. Actually, there's a church in Grand Rapids. It's called the local church. And then there's the local bar and grill in Saniton, Beijing. So there you go. Wow. That's the one I was thinking of. Yes, yeah. we've Obviously. Been there. <laughs> every time he goes I, to Beijing. Every time. Gotta stop off at local. Duh. <laughs> okay, gravity. Oh, man. Steve. That, again, feels like all three gravity uh yeah i'm gonna say it's a church and a financial institution it is a church in stockton ca where we have been there in stockton california and in uh grand rapids michigan it is uh, a bar yeah, there's a Also, there's one in Dublin, Ireland, and it's about to do an $18.3 million renovation, just for your information. So, and so it okay. is the two of them. The bar. Wait, what did you yeah, say? I financial. Said it, I said it was a financial. So you got one point. Yeah. All right, so we got... Well, the gravity bar here right, right next to a bank here. Yeah, it, it is. It's bank adjacent. Can we do 
Point. What's the name of the bank? Is it like North Point? North Point, Point Bank. Yeah, so yeah. I was, there I was you go. That, that was a bar and the other was a bank. Yeah, Sorry. I got well, mixed up. Bad question. But, but the things yeah. we have are right there. Yeah, I So know. what are you going to say? Maybe what you find a lot say? of the bankers in the bar. Yeah, Probably. Yeah, Probably. They're partying. Okay, we got <laughs> one more round. Money. Okay, so Tom and Danny have two. Matt has two. Steve, you got 1.5. Yep. Okay. The last chance. <laughs> the last chance. I, I said the last one, love. You got it. What, what about so, last chance? What, is it the last is it chance? Church? Church? Church is the last chance. <laughs> Bar or financial institution or all three or two well, of them? Uh, well, three. It could be three. It could be all three, which would be hilarious. The last chance church. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. You're in trouble if you don't come here. No, it's. I just found bar and financial institution. Okay, bar and financial. So Tavern and Grill in Grand Rapids. Again, Grand Rapids got them all. And last chance finance in Queensland, Australia. So okay. there you go. Mm, we right. sure learned things. Matt, well. legacy. Hmm. <laughs> I just like that all these names. I, I feel like I feel like that's all three. Again, winning winner, all three. Financial institution in Grand Rapids, and there's a million trillion legacy churches and a legacy bar, legacy, legacy, legacy. in Ligatures. Worcester, Massachusetts. I feel like when the church, you know, is kind of like getting up there most of the young people have gone to elsewhere and they're like we gotta change the name what look around it's all these old people <laughs> legacy sure <laughs> what is it that's that what we're thinking about right now yes, yes. That's, that's everybody's very thinking. true and there's a million of them okay steve oh, you hi. got the last one okay so it's currently three points for tom and dana matt's got two you still have one point five Wait, I no, just got you, three. sorry i just you got, you five. got, got five. five okay i thought you got four no, because you got three in the last round, and then you got two. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, two uh, so you had five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This what is we, also a math so class. What do we get yes. at the end? Do we have any? You know, guests <laughs> ask us this, and I just, it's the joy You get to winning. go to Gravity Tap House. Yes. We will direct you via Google Maps to all these. Okay, I'll last one. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Mary, queen of the universe. Church, bar, or financial institution? That has to be a church. Anything else, Steve? Mary Queen of the Universe. It's a bar <laughs> right next to the church. I don't know. It's just a church. But oh. I want to see the church is probably big enough to have a bar inside it. Probably. You know, it is. It down on a Cherry Street it used to be a, ch- a church, and now it's a bar, a brewery. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, a good one. Brewery Vivant is yeah. good. Yeah, there we go. Now, so yep. he had the right idea. Again, I like you trying to give Steve Thank points. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. So I'm going to shame you, and he's going to build you up. Uh, yeah, but I, I said church. Oh, you did? I did. I said oh. church and bar. Oh, okay. Was only so church. then you still got one In Grand Rapids yeah. only again. It's actually in Orlando, Florida. It's a huge, it's actually a shrine that provides daily mass, confession, and Eucharistic adoration. So that's Well, if they're that. taking enough of the Eucharist, can you consider it a bar? And there's a thunderstorm. Okay. Smote. Okay. Thank you for joining us on Goofball Island. We are going to go back to the heart of the matter. Now, the reason that we do this podcast is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everybody every day. And what's the gospel? It is to borrow from Tim Keller. I am more sinful than I believe and more loved than I can imagine. Or our tagline at HIMH, which is all fall short, all our love. So you guys, gospel, when was it first good news for you? And how is it still? 
Dana, let's let's yeah. actually start with you. Okay. Okay. All right. So early on, um, I was f- grew you know born to a Christian family, and at five years old, don't don't underestimate what kids understand. Um, but mm. at five years old, I was outside on my swing set playing by myself, and the sun was shining so brightly, and I just. Um, I was convicted of my sin, and I just knew I wanted to know the God who created the sun and the earth so beautiful, but I knew that I had a barrier in knowing him, and mm. I and I knew that from going to church, I knew that um, it was Jesus who made a way for me, and so wow. I just, I prayed right then and there, and I just asked, I said, Lord, I know that that's, I know that you did this for me, and I thank you, and I put my trust in you, I believe that that you pay the price for my sin and um and I ask for your forgiveness and from that mm-hmm. time on I mean God did he he was doing that renewing work in me just um even as you know starting at 5 years old wow and how is the gospel still good news for you you got three kids yes. at home yes. full time with you um I feel like faith um so much that I've learned about the Lord I think it's just a deepening of those basic things that I've learned all the way. So a deep understanding of of his forgiveness and his redemption in my life. So um, so as a mom, it's when I, you know, when I'm not as learning what it is to try and give of yourself to these little people who need a lot every day yeah. and to say, okay, Jesus, can you meet me here to be that that loving voice that that they need and to give more myself than what I feel like I have to give. Um, and that's whether that's as, as a mom or whether that's in, you know, when we're in India and ministry. Um, Hmm. so yeah, it's, it's just, I think a deepening of those things. Isn't it so funny? We're so quick to forget the basics and then we can shame and kick ourselves or we can just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Receive it, yes. whether we're in India or yes. with our kids giving them breakfast and they spill it for the 900th time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. How about you, Tom? When was the gospel first good news for you? Well, I was born in India and uh, the Hindu family, you know, we have many gods to worship and trying to earn and all that. By the grace of God, I got to put in an orphanage, Christian orphanages, but we didn't learn anything. Mm. They feed us, warehouse and all that. Mm. And like a warehouse. Yeah, warehouse. Like yeah. A, yeah. yeah, and you have to f- survive like the fittest. You have to fight to survive, you know. Mm. And uh, still, it's good works and, it's, and not learning. And uh, by the grace of God, you know, uh, I got adopted here in Grand Rapids. Wow. And when I came to America, I still don't know. Mm. God and really I never had a Bible or anything and when I came I have a good dad and uncle who taught me took me under and they taught me about Bible and Mm. and that's when I really accepted Christ and when I really messed up and a couple of my family and some friends came and just loved on me and shared the love of Christ that's when I was addicted to the Word of God, and that's when it really God opened my eyes, and really I can hear and understand what I'm reading. Mm. Before I didn't understand all the words and yeah. all this, and living double life and whatever the youth pastor want to hear, kind of to make everybody happy. When I really messed up, but I didn't know where to go, and when really my friends and family came loved on me, that's when I tasted the God's love. Mm. That's when I accepted. And every time I read the Bible, it's much more richer, much more understanding. And it's just like, I want more of it. 
Was this in high school? What? Yeah, uh, like early college. Early you know? college. Even okay. though, yeah, it's like me living double life and having mm-hmm. partying and all that. But I'm not a bad kid. But again, I mean, not yeah. boring. But at the same, I'm not <laughs> good to <boring>. her. <laughs> Never boring. <laughs> you know, some of those Christian guys are really boring and all that stuff. You know, I wasn't. Thank you, Tom. I, Thank you. You know. <laughs> You know, they, 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 I hope they know this. I'm a nice guy thing, but I'm outgoing, yeah. having my own life kind of thing. And I'm trying to live American dream and try to make money. And I want to climb the corporate ladder. When I really broke down, when I accepted Christ, when I start understanding the Word of God much, much, much more. It's like putting the glasses on. I was so blurry. And after that, when I accepted Christ, I can see much more, wow. understand the meaning of it, you know. So that's what to me is gospel is like uh, when I messed up and God came and for the broken and the messed up and the lost and he gave me a chance. And, and that's when I heard the good news through my family and friends. I'm addicted to that. We feel you. and We use that same language. <laughs> so what, how is the gospel still good news for you? It's goodness is every time you read and more richer it gets and much mm. more understanding and like I have a purpose to live and also and this is what I know the truth I I want to tell my family and friends and especially in India I'll go back to my people and you know the prophet Hosea 1 6 says 1 4 says my people are being destroyed left because of lack of knowledge of God yeah and so many and I go back and I see my people dying you're talking about your people in India. In India. Yeah. And how can I share the gospel? And especially, I was born in a brothel, mm-hmm. and, and I was the untouchable. and yeah. The lowest uh, caste. The lowest caste. Yeah. And we were, we have no hope. And uh, and only way they can be live out of that caste system and everything and bring in the gospel and giving them that they belong to Christ, you don't have to live that life, you know, you're mm-hmm. out and God mm-hmm. paid for it. Yeah. Give them that freedom to live in that, you know. Yeah. We don't have to earn it anymore. Yeah. God gave His grace. He died for us and people don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And how do we share that and the truth so they can get out of that poverty and that they belong to Christ. So it sounds like the gospel got a hold of your heart in that, you know, college time. And then even now it's like you keep studying and it keeps destroying you in the best possible way. And then you can't help but want to go back and love people, whether it's here in Grand Rapids or it's in India serving orphans. And God command us to do that. Yeah. Go make disciples. But we just like to read that, Tom. Yeah, we don't yeah, want to do yeah, it. That's what, that's what the James 1 talks about. The brothers do not merely listen to the word of God and deceive yourself mm-hmm. or talking about God command us to go make disciples, you know, and I'll be with you at mm-hmm. the end of the ages. And also God command us to go take care of the children don't mess with the children you know and also take care of the orphans and the widows he's a commanding us it's like i have god called me it's an excuse i don't know if this calling or not it's a commandment how do you take that seriously how do you live out how do you love his children love his people share the goodness which leads us so beautifully into this whole saying yes thing dana Mm -hmm. how did you guys decide and i know you joined up with tom as he was 
really already already diving into caring for the orphan and widow in mm-hmm. India. How did you decide to say yes to actually not just reading the word, but being doers of it? Mm-hmm. So God had been preparing my heart I, since that day I came to know him when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. So I just um, growing up um, first hearing, you know, some missionary stories and um in Jim Elliott's quote of, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep, that he might gain what he cannot lose. And that just, um, that and then a, a passage in Second Corinthians that says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, because what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I just, I wanted, I want, um, I had this growing desire in my heart for my life to be about that, that eternal perspective, what, that what matters, because I could already as a kid, I could just see there's so much in this world that we can get really worked up about, but it's, it's just, it just fades away. It fades yeah. away like a flower, you know, and, it, um, and, and so I wanted my life to be about purpose. And so I've been praying, I've been praying about where to get involved and I'd done some short-term mission trips. And then when I met, Thomas in India and we um I was doing I'm a nurse so I was doing medical clinics and he was translating for me and mm-hmm. um and then we were just working together and and it was just you know man she raises the bar too she raises the bar <laughs> <laughs> oh what so do you, you mean see- by that you know, a lot of Americans, a lot of white girls and all these guys come and try to, oh, I'm doing fluffy thing and they make feel good kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like give but stickers and hugs. And, uh, yeah, I did this and I got to go here and do this and all Thomas, this. again, we like the selfies. Stop convicting <laughs> us. You know, and, and but, the, you know, and they don't want to get their hands dirty when things come and we try to make them do things. How yeah. could you, how dare you make us do things? And <laughs> she can get up in the morning, make us, wake us up and go in there loving on these people, not wow. afraid to go yeah. and pushing us to, to, to uh, carry out the people's dying with AIDS and nobody want to touch and all that. And people with the leprosy, she's loving on them and going into slums and brothers not afraid and also talking to them and also... They trust her more than trust God mm. because they're physically hurting and mm. she's bringing the healing and they can, she can heal physically, then spiritually they're yeah. willing to listen. Oh, wow. You know, that's much more and we've seen that and yeah. uh, I learned from her also, <laughs> like, dude, it's fun working with her. <laughs> so, hold up, hold up, hold up. So, Thomas, so I knew you in the like wrestling with going out there, starting this caring organization and so i remember when you you like could not stop talking about these orphans and like caring for the orphan and widow and i loved it and i was like i know you're right and just starting this organization and you started taking trips out there because you wanted to give back to the place that you came from is that true? Is that the motivation to start going back? And then I want to get back into the little romance that happened there uh, as you were serving side by side. It, I know. <laughs> it's just crazy. But, you know, <laughs> the white girl ended up in India. It's crazy. <laughs> Two, uh, one of the things is I was orphan. I was hungry. I lived, uh, you know, in, in the slums and brothels. I ate off the trash cans. I don't know what it feels like. When I went there, 
I thought I'm going to go there a little bit and check it out yeah. and get it out of my system and come back and never go back to India. Like just visit and, be like, and visit okay, so I and came go from. find go find my biological parents. There you go. And orphanage and I'll go work there and reunite with my family and come back. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then go make money. Yeah, yeah make yeah. money and live mm-hmm. American life. And I did it. I'm not going to go back, kind of thing. Yeah. God have a different, totally different plans. And when I saw they're hungry and starving, and, and India is the largest country with AIDS. Mm. You know, people, it's like a silent tsunami. People are dying. Mm. And my village people, like 80% of the people are infected with AIDS. They mm. don't even know it. Mm. And it's just like nobody's blown the whistle. And I, I just become a young Christian, crazy about it, and talking to God and all that. <laughs> and the people think I'm a schizophrenic when you're talking to God, praying to God and argue. And the people think I'm nuts, you know? <laughs> As you're out there, so you're like yeah, talking I was, to God. Yeah, Mumbling yourself. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm debating yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah. reading the Bible, yeah. talking out loud. But this is not right talking. It yeah. just like, becomes so audible. Yeah. And you talk talking, you know? People look at me, I'm nuts, yeah. you know? And But at the same time, they're hungry and mm. so many things. And I know what it feels like. I lived in it. So many people running orphanages, they never lived in it. They think mm. they're doing a good thing and all that. Yeah, they're but, like serving them. But you're yeah, like, and look what I'm creating mm. and all that. But the thing mm. is, they're not telling the truth. Yeah. A lot of these people are living off these children. Yeah. And also, oh, most like it's like become a business in yeah. some ways. Yeah, almost. I mean, you know, a lot of what we've seen is organizations trying to just meet their their bare minimum physical needs but not looking at how do we um, these are these are growing valuable souls how, yeah. how do we grow them up and, and empower them to be what God has called them to most be most importantly yeah. love them yeah. okay, the way yeah. Christ loved them unconditionally and the kids if you really love them they'll climb, in, climb all over you sometimes you have to peel them off you oh. <laughs> you know they want to be with you you know <laughs> Yeah. And when you're not, if you don't love them, they don't come near you. Mm. It, that doesn't matter. Oh, so your they name. can like discern your spirit. So like they can tell if you yeah. actually love yeah, them. If you love them and um. what's in you, they come to you. And I got kids all around me and they're hungry all the time. And I see and I've been there. I've been in their shoes, mm. you know, and I, I am one, yeah. you know, and that's made it much more personal to me. And all at the same time. God is commanding us over and over again. And you're trying to avoid it, and I don't want to do it, but more and more you read the Word of God, just clearly giving you direction. What What is my purpose? Why am I here? Mm. You know, what my job? Stop talking. What if? Or oh, some other... God could use anybody. It's a privilege and honor that God brought me back, and I get to reunite with my family and everything. And all of a sudden, when I'm feeding the children, and one lady gave me two children, you know, saying, I have AIDS, I'm dying. My husband died of AIDS, and I cannot take care of these children. And I thought uh, they, I took the, you know, jump off the pool of Indians and taken those kids, and I take them to my dad, my biological dad. Yeah. Dad, this is what God's saying. This is what I, I fed the people. The lady gave me two children. You my, literally have these kids in your hands. Yeah. You're wrestling with this big yeah, question was, of do I help these What people? am I supposed yeah, to do? Yeah. And before I went to the slums also, this was my prayer. Good morning, Jesus. This is Thomas reporting to duty. What do you got for me today? <laughs> Who should I meet? How should I glorify you? Show me the way, Lord. Uh-oh. Careful what you pray for. <laughs> <laughs> right, 
<laughs> reporting for duty. And, and at the same time, that I have children, and uh, God gave me, and also I don't know why the, any mother could just give up her children and leave. Mm. That's another thing. I'm like I'm blown away. And I, when I brought it to the children, to my parents, my dad goes and raises the bar. Like uh, he gives his dishes, pants, and everything, and I give him some money. He gives it back. Once upon a time, we didn't take care of you. Somebody did it for you. Somebody gave you a chance. Then what holding you back? My dad raises that. It's not from America. My my parents taught me love and everything here. It's like my dad saying, we didn't do anything for you. Someone else did. Why aren't you doing it for these? Uh, that's exactly. <laughs> so that started. It, that started, this whole and also, I thought I can go give it to other orphanages and go and help out. You know, yeah, kind yeah. of with me. Come alongside. Some, come alongside and give them uh-huh. money. Yeah. But I visit ten orphanages, and so orphanages are just warehouses. Mm. They're not giving them the best. Mm. You can physically feed them, but they do not know the word of God. They're not teaching them how. To, they don't have Bibles of their own, mm-hmm. and they don't go out there and share the gospel. Make these guys take the gospel to their own people. Mm. When they age out, they put them back on the street. It's not. Yeah, anything. and you're not, and you're not teach, and not teaching them trades. Like nothing. I know that's no, another nothing. big piece of this. And all yeah. of a sudden, mm-hmm. I got both worlds. I got America. I have family, and I got seen India. I can see what, and most importantly, if we don't bring the word of God, the gospel to them. You know, it's not going to work. Pastors and all that, what's in it for me? They got different things. Children is a future. Yeah. And also God loves them. And how do we equip the, this generation so they can take the gospel to their village yeah. and the, their pa- families to share the gospel with? It's not training that. Yeah. Warehouses, institutions, nothing. Yeah. Personally, individually investing in yeah. Uh, discipling children and so discipling them so that they can make disciples as well as Multiply, teaching them yeah. trades which some people just teach trades which i heard today when we empower people to make money that's great and like teach them trades but sometimes that's just opening up the doorway to hell <laughs> like yeah. well, you know it's not it's just widening the gate to well, hell as opposed to really you know empowering them holistically yeah. dana when you met Thomas, then, as he's building this, like, mm-hmm. why did you want to say yes to joining him here? You mentioned, you know, as your childhood, you were really, yes. uh, like, your heart was getting prepared, and then you guys are starting to fall in love as you're doing yes. this side-by-side work. But, like, why did you both say yes to Thomas as well as to this? It's an intense environment. It is. It is. And and so I just, I saw the genuine work happening at the children's home. Like, I mm-hmm. saw these kids that... um their their whole lives until they came to the children's home because most of our kids come from outcast families um from poverty from just horrible awful backgrounds and um they've been told their whole lives that they're worthless that that um there's no hope for them and then they come to the children's home and when they hear the gospel for the first time, when they hear that God created them for a purpose and that Jesus loves them, it is it is life transforming. Mm. Um, and to do that for kids, um, and, and I don't, <laughs> we don't do that for kids. Jesus did that yeah. for kids. Yeah. <laughs> but to say, Jesus did this in my life and we want to share this with you. Um it's it's what what better thing could you be a part of you Absolutely. know and I I I 
that's what I wanted my life to be about and yes. just say, okay, Lord, it looks like there's a lot of need here. There's a lot of work happening here. So if yeah. you want me to be here, I'll be here. Yeah. You know, thank you, Dana. Mm. And I love even the emotion I see in your eyes mm. and on your face. Like you genuinely love these precious mm-hmm. kids. And it's what I like in how you're describing it is I'm still seeing little five-year-old Dana, you know, on the <laughs> swing set, like looking mm. around and seeing the ground and then, and even you with your kids now. And for those of us who are in the States and are called to make disciples here, or maybe some of us are mm-hmm. listening and are like actually feeling the prick of God's heart to go with you. It seems like such a gigantic, like impossible leap, like literally an ocean between, because it is an ocean, between here and India. Mm-hmm. But it, I'm hearing the same skills and the mm-hmm. same gospel good newsiness for that five-year-old that is required to go and love these Indian yes. five-year-olds. Is, yes. is that true? Yes, absolutely. And so I, like, I, sometimes, you know, we'll get comments like, oh, well, you guys are going doing that in India yeah, and I can yeah. never do that. Right, but, right. but just like we're saying, the gospel is good news for everybody right now yes. where you're at. Yes. And so Thomas and I, you know, we want to, it's on our heart to say whether we're in India or whether we're in the States, mm. Lord, would you would you fill me and would you help me to share your light and love wherever we are? And mm. that that's saying yes to him anywhere. Mm. And so in some ways, honestly, if, if I'm honest, so as a high schooler, I thought I want to go into international missions. Because you don't I, want to? No, I do. do I, I was thinking I want to go into international missions yeah. because it will hold me accountable to my faith daily. Oh, snap. Because if, yeah. if I'm in an impoverished um, area, and I get to help with their physical needs every single day, yeah. then I get to do that. And it's and it makes my faith a part of my life every single day right. rather than forgetting about it or something like that. If yeah. I, And so in some ways, I, I felt like that going into full-time ministry kind of a cop-out because I'm just, I'm making myself like, okay, remember, this is your faith and you're going to live it out mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Where really, and now I realize you do that in whatever profession you're yeah, at, if yeah. you're following Jesus. You need to. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's what God calls us to do. But um, India has been, it's definitely been, um, it's a refining process. Uh, (laughs) Um, It's chaos. (laughs) It's chaos. Can you describe some of the environment? And then too, can you tell us specifically, we talk a lot about the intersection between the gospel and sexuality and gender. And so you mentioned AIDS. I know that there's a lot of sexual brokenness in mm, the earth. So how do you Mm -hmm. see, you know, just that? What's, why is it so tough right now in India? And how do you see some of that toughness specifically in sexual brokenness areas? Yeah. So in India, what we see, um, there's a lot of human trafficking. Um, and where we see this intersection, as I, as I was thinking about this, um, is that the gospel is so needed both for the predator and the victim. Mm. And, you know, and that's kind of a... I'm kind of repulsed by that a little bit myself because right, we want right. to just only think about the victim. The, the victim, totally. Um, but, but both need huge redemption. And I, as I've seen this I've just seen we need to be redeemed from the idea of looking at any other person as an object mm. um, and that they have rights and 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 you know including them and in their acknowledging their their worth as a person who they are and, and mm. that they have a voice to um, for the children who have been through things and and so many people have been 
you know, trafficked. It's just mm. the gospel. I don't know how the, the Lord has to heal that hurt. Mm. There's so much in this world that will never be made right until I think until we meet the, the Lord and are before him. But God starts to do that work in us now. But it's also a, a waiting and a, a, for that hope of what is to come. Mm. Which makes the work you guys do this holistic care just absolutely critical because I think about the work we do here in the states Matt you would make it meeting with people wrestle with sexual brokenness and like the sentences you're saying Dana I'm like Matt could say that even in your own life like not viewing people as objects you think Mm -hmm. about pornography that's the embodiment of it and then people who have gone through sexual assault and abuse like they you reach an end of your own self Matt where you're like I can't help you essentially it has to be the Holy Spirit I can't change the past that people have been through. That's mm-hmm. always going to be there. And, and some of these men also do not know what the true love is. And mm. these girls don't even know what the true love is. Mm. Sometimes the parents are the enemy. And mm. they're, they're putting the them ch- into yes. that trafficking situation. And like, well, yeah. first time I went and I'm going in the alleys and I see so many children eating out of the trash cans and I see dead babies, crazy things happening. Dead What's babies? In the trash can. Ugh. What's going on? And it's abortion is like epidemic, just government, two children. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a third one pregnant, the government forces you to have abortion. Mm-hmm. That's a different story. But uh, like my, my village, like my sister said, oh, human life is not valued here. What do you mean? I goes, look at that guy over there. The door's closed, f- sandals facing inside, door's closed. That's a husband forcing his wife and older daughters to be prostitutes. Mm. That's the, his income. Mm. And this guy don't even know what love is, and you're looking at that, and that's their livelihood. Yeah. But the thing is, they never heard the gospel. They don't right. know. They don't have to live that way. They give them a different way of life, different skills. That would be great. Mm. But they're thinking the easy money. But also... They never heard of the gospel. They don't know what a true love is. And these girls trying to please their mom and dad, doing whatever they're telling them. Mm. And and just like, I don't know how to do that. These are young girls, 13, 12. Right. They're like, they've been through more than I ever lived in, you know. And how do we bring them healing? How do we... How do we love them? Mm. You know, and sometimes some of the children comes to the children home and sometimes they have to earn our love and all that. And I see that. I, I grew up in orphanage. I'm a master at manipulating. Yeah. And I see these children and I can hold them and hold them and hug them and just tell them, be a child. You don't have to earn my love. You don't have to earn anything. Be a child. Go play with your friends and just we love you. God loves you most important. You belong to Christ. You do not belong to uh, the sponsor or the organization. You do not belong to Dana or Thomas. You belong to Jesus. You know, that's the identity we need to give it to them. And because they don't have anything. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to stop interviewing such amazing people because I can't recover. (laughs) This is so beautiful and just cracking open the doors of your heart we say that often here but really just revealing the area of the world where god is calling you to to usher in the kingdom and specifically in this dark place so if someone is listening and you know we had a a great conversation last week with gabe lyons just talking about courage and we we went through some you know if you had no fear if you couldn't fail what would you do and some people's answers were really like i want to go and serve and love people so someone is their heart's getting pinpricked right now how how 
What would you say to them if they're like, they want to help you or they're like, uh, God's calling me to something. Give me a next thing. What would you say to them? I would say do it. I mean, I mean, so Stop thinking. I, Just do I it, mean, man. The, Get off the, the boat. If, <laughs> Run to Jesus. Yeah. He will pick you up. Yeah. yeah. The what ifs are, you know, they can be paralyzing. Well, what if I should do that or whatever? Yeah. Or what, and, yeah. and all those things. And I think, I think we overthink and we overprogram. And, and so I, I know, and, and this is a, this is a, step of faith but to say you know if you're really looking if you're looking how do i live out my faith how do i love people then you pray and ask god to help you live that out and he's Mm. gonna make that happen he's gonna give you opportunities and and that's it's gonna happen and you have to do it to glorify god not for me what i'm doing Mm. me and big head kind of no i like just let it go just let it go lord this is you i'm running after you amen you know and a lot of people use this uh uh, i don't know if god called me this i have to think about it i don't know if and if you doubting and done that's what satan feeds off of Mm. and if you know the word of god and if you know God command and Satan doesn't have any hold on you and mm. you are free mm. and you can run toward what God command but when you use all these excuses what if what if my fan f- do you know that the children when we started we don't even know what the, what I got myself into <laughs> oh that sentence sounds familiar <laughs> even with what we're doing yeah, exactly you know? <laughs> but the thing is yeah. if you're doing it for the, if yes. you're st- like faith of mustard seed, yeah. and God will you do it for the Lord, Amen. for His glory only, yes. and He will bless you with it. He but will. also, give you a purpose. Yeah. You have a reason to mm-hmm. to live for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not it's not easy. It's not mm-hmm. going to be easy. It's, you know, and it, it sounds. And I remember too, as a teenager, thinking, "Oh, you know, this romantic idea of missions yeah, and blah yeah, blah." Yeah. But and it, you even met your husband yes, on the field. Oh, yes, but it's yes. still not romantic. Oh, it yeah. is romantic, okay? <laughs> but at the same time, I'll tell you about that. There's amazing. There's a. There's a amazing, big, beautiful things that happen um, when you're following the Lord and loving people. There's mm-hmm. also really painful, hurtful things, yeah. and it's and it's taking that. It's making the decisions in the big and in the small, monotonous things to say, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm still in it. This is a persevering process. Yes. Would you give me perseverance? Yes. Patience and, and self-control. Yeah. <laughs> <Perseverance>. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been amazing, but all good things have to come to an end or at least a pause button. So thanks so much for continuing our, really our courage kind of theme we've done the last couple of weeks and, um, I don't know. Just thank you, Tom and Dana, for being here. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So for all of you listening, I'll put some links on our episode page just to find Tom and Dana. And um, we'd love to just hear your reactions. If this is stirring anything in you, you can email me at podcast at com. We'd also love to hear your feedback on our question of the week for next week, which is what do you do to get amped? What do you do like when you're like, oh, I got a big presentation or I got a Steve works in radio or Matt, I don't know, before a marathon counseling sesh, like, do you like have to listen to a certain song or what, what's the, what do you do? How do you guys get pumped up in order to do something that's difficult? So I'd love to just hear that. Even like some of your, your phrases you say in your head, just let us know. Um, and we're going to actually have my little sister on next week and we've had my dad on which has been some people's favorite was hearing his response to me and so we're going to talk with my little sister Angela some about uh, just 
my really coming out to her and sharing my story, I know that this is a big process for people when they share their real hearts and stories, especially with family. There's something really sticky about that. So excited to have her on. Uh, But for those of you, thanks so much for your support, for sharing this podcast, for uh, filling out reviews. That helps people find us better. And as we say here, you mentioned the the addictive nature of reading the Bible, Thomas. Um, We have a bracelet for you if you become a new donor of $20 or more a month. If you go to himhministries.com slash partner, we will send you a gospel addict bracelet, which what's a gospel addict? A gospel addict is someone who knows their daily desperate need for a savior. So if you send 20 bucks or more a month, sign up. You can do that on PayPal. We will send you that bracelet along with a handwritten thank you note from yours truly. So uh, anyway, thanks so much for joining us today. For all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast, we will see you next week. I can say a lot of things and get away with it. Yeah. No, where you taught me how to drink. Don't talk about that. <laughs> I know. I was debating. Like, see, no, that no, one, no, let's we not. could yeah, talk I'm about. interested now. <laughs> <laughs> we do <laughs> outtakes. Yes. Yeah, this is a part of the, the be real. Or be the, uh, yes. See, okay. Out, there's outtakes. Mic check. So you can, yeah. you can be a little silly. <laughs> yeah. so, I'm just so once upon a time, <laughs> I met Tom Mulhagen at Crossroads Bible Church where my dad was the executive pastor, right? And in so, charge of college group. Now, Tom decided to take me under his wing and not teach me things like, oh, I don't know, the Bible, but how to drink. <laughs> He's like, you need to learn how to drink. What? Uh-huh. You like, know, who is this? <laughs> so he, he just told... turned water to wine. Hello. That's the first miracle. Look so at we let... were having communion and exactly. he prayed over it. Yeah, and prayed over in the parking lot. <laughs> we just had some like mega margaritas or something like that. And then the I went mucho. to chapel and that was the end of the that Were made you? it better and then she did an interpretive <laughs> dance no. <laughs> that that would explain oh, that no. day so much more yeah she's become the leader <laughs> she okay. started the fun and so she's the leader of that dance. and everybody's following don't follow me okay okay wow i think we're all set with the mics okay. <laughs>